Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, and we welcome you to come right on in and join us, get your Bible, get something to make notes with, and we're going to believe God that the same spirit of faith that we read about in Patriarchs and and, uh, chapter 11 of Hebrews here that is in us and is going to grow and develop in us. You know, it's uh, not far-fetched. In fact, it's what we should be thinking and looking at, that we can think just like they did and speak and talk and act just like they did. In fact, the uh, goal and the standard is even higher than that. (laughs) The Lord said that those that are in Christ, that we are to walk even as He walked. He said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. Is that true or not? And and greater things than these shall you do because I go to the Father. So it is possible. In fact, we're called to do it. The Lord's expecting us to come up to this, that we think like Jesus thought as he walked the earth, that we pray like he prayed, that we preach and teach like he preached and taught, Hmm? (laughs) that we lay hands on people and pray for people and that we please God like He pleased God. When you say that, religious tradition will try to jump in and go, no, you're not, <laughs> you know, there's Jesus and there's you. <laughs> well, no, Jesus didn't function in the earth as God. Now, He did do it without ever failing. <laughs> and we've already come short of that. <laughs> but, but that's not the end of that. What about the blood? Because of the blood, we can start off each day with a clean slate. You believe it or not? As though we had not sinned, so then we are able to walk like Him. Not because of our perfect performance, but because of what He has done and our faith. We choose to believe God like He chose to believe God. He said, I do always those things that please Him. Let's say that by faith. I always do what pleases Him. Praise God. Let's pray and release faith for the rest of the class today. Father, we thank You so much for Your great love and kindness and goodness that You manifest continually in our lives. Every good thing that we have experienced and enjoyed is from Your hand. Every bad thing was not from Your hand. But you helped us overcome it and helped us get through. And even things that our own mistakes and faults and failures, you are he who has sustained us through and washed us from and cleansed us from it all. Thank you for the ability to walk even as Jesus walked. Teach us more about your precious faith, about the spirit of faith, the unconquerable spirit of victory that overcomes the entire world. We receive it by faith. We thank you for it, for the utterance and the anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go with me, please, to Hebrews again. Hebrews 10, 38. You might say, well, Brother Keith, haven't we already read this several times? (laughs) Yes, and you're going to read it several more times. (laughs) This is faith school. School. And it's amazing how that repetition 
especially when the anointing's involved, it, it sears into your spirit. And uh, we don't just want this in your head to where you can say, yeah, I've heard that, or that you made a note with it. We want it a part of your inner being that will be with you from now on, even past this life. You're going to still be using your faith. It's just things are just going to get bigger <laughs> and greater. So uh, ne never let yourself think, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, but silly, have you got all the light and truth from that verse that you could possibly get? Surely you don't think you have, right? So every time you see a living word of God, you need to go, man, there are things here I have not seen yet, right? Show me, open my eyes, Lord, to see it. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 38, it says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. I don't like that. Do you? I don't want the Lord to have no pleasure in me. I want him to have a lot of pleasure and be pleased with me. And, and what's that got to do with? You got to walk by faith. We're not of them. Come on, sit out loud with me as we read it. We are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. He goes on to say, now faith is. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. And we see later that God testified, God's the one who gave this good report about their faith. And in time to come, the Bible says our faith is going to be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus. And in that day to come, that every man who's done these kind of things, they will have praise of God. That's just hard to wrap your head completely around. It. We, we don't know the fullness of that, but it sounds really, really good. So uh, we see by faith, these, these verses begin by faith, by faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch walked with God. And was translated. Verse 6, without faith it's impossible, no way, to please him. For he that comes to God must believe he is, and you must believe he's a rewarder of them that dil diligently seek him. By faith, Noah. That's what we've been in, been on, and involved in all this week. By faith, Noah. What happened with him? Let me read this to you from a different translation. The scripture says in the Amplified, Hebrews 11:7, 7, Amplified, By faith Noah, being forewarned by God concerning events of which as yet there was no visible sign. Not only was there nothing you could see about it, but there had not been anything you could see about it. Perhaps we'll see more of this later, but... Uh, the scripture describes that the earth has had former states from what it is in now. I'm, I'm quoting scripture actually from Young's literal translation. Former or previous states. If you read Genesis, you'll see that in the beginning, it did not rain. The scripture said a mist came up and watered the ground. Now, that may be hard for us to, to fathom, but um, the earth was, was different. 
In fact, in the, the day of one of Noah's son's sons, they named him Peleg, which means separated or divided, because they said in his days the earth was divided. So this has to do with the continents. And even those who study these things believe that long, long ago the continents were together. And even little kids will look at the picture of the map and think, well, that, that piece would fit right there, you know. Um, the earth was not like it is now long, long ago. In fact, it's changing every day. It's changing, you know, the tectonic plates are shifting and they tell us, I was out somewhere recently in this entire mountain range uh, we were looking at and they were saying that that mountain range was about an inch higher uh, this year than it was just a few years ago. Well, people say, that's nothing. Over a million years? <laughs> it adds up, is that right? Tremendous things happen. Our lifespan is so short, we have such a tiny glimpse of it. But uh, just saying all that to say that when Noah comes out and says, uh, the great God Jehovah has spoken to me. Now, I don't know if he had a vision or he heard a voice. We're not given all the detail, but we know that God communicated to him. And he said, it's going to rain. Everybody said, huh? A, a what? <laughs> a ray what? Rain. Water is going to fall out of the sky. Well, that's why it says, events of which there was no visible sign. The good speed said he was warned by God of things no one had then saw. Uh, the New Living says he was, God warned him about things that had never happened before. Well, of course, there had not been a flood like that. There are people today who's, who debate whether it happened or not. There's evidence all over the place. But, uh, the, you know, faith doesn't have to understand. It's a choice. If God said there was a flood, there was a flood, right? <laughs> And the detail is just amazing, even down to exactly how it happened and, and this kind of thing. Sometimes I've heard people speculate, unbelievers say, well, you know, there's no way that much water just fell out of the sky. How do you know? For one thing, we've seen rains fall on places in a day or so, a foot of rain fell, flooded everything. What if that happened for a couple of months? But that's not all that happened. The scripture said that the fountains of the deep were broken up. Waters came out from below. And it says, the, uh, one translation says, the network of the heavens were opened. And something uh, very uh, dramatic happened in the heavens. There were apparently waters above that are not like they are now that also gave a protection and a covering and moderated because after the flood, things were different. You can see that. It affected a number of things. You know, the, the radiation we get from the sun and the damaging rays and all this, it wasn't originally created that way. Uh, with God's original creation, you'd never get too much sun. You'd never get hurt with anything. Uh, 
Everything was perfect. It's all been radically changed. But when Noah is preaching to them about this, they're going, what is he talking about? And whatever scientists they had of their day are going, no, never going to happen. Ridiculous. Preposterous. But year after year, Noah's out there building that ark <laughs> and preaching. Hmm? Now this is part of what we must endure as believers. And that is persecution from non-believers. It just goes with the territory. You'll have people who will mock you and scoff about your belief. But it's coming. The end is coming. Life after death is real. Heaven and hell is real. Salvation in Jesus being the only way is real. And so we must be strong and not be influenced by unbelievers. And when you hear some of the things that they say, it does, it's not even reasonable because they weren't there. How would they know? <laughs> Who was there? Most of what we're talking about, there are no records from that far back. Nobody can, can say absolutely this happened this way or it didn't happen this way. If they're saying, no, it didn't happen, that's their belief. It's not science. It's a belief. They got no proof otherwise. So they, uh, they have a different belief from us, but don't call it science. Real science is going to agree with God every time. The Bible warns us about, um, you know, thoughts of science so-called. So, -called. so uh, when Noah is preaching about this, nobody's ever heard about rain, much less a flood. And why would you need this giant uh, ship? But he's doing it. The message says, by faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result, his family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. There's so much in this verse, in this one verse. It is the entire picture of God's plan of salvation in this one verse. And everything that happened with Noah, I mean from the numbers of his age and when it happened, we're given, anytime the Bible gives you specifics and it says on the first day of the first month in the 601st year, that's not just to say, okay, now we know. Uh, it's prophetic. It's demonstrating something. It's, it's prophesying something in time to come. When we see it all play out, we'll go, well, that, that's just exactly like what happened with Noah. And the Lord will say, yeah, yeah, I was showing you. I was giving you a, a, a preview. And so the, the bottom line that we're to get today are multiple things. One of them is faith gets ready. Faith prepares. As I was saying on yesterday's class, everything that Phyllis and I in ministry and life have seen and done, I can see this principle. Thing after thing after thing. I know uh, some years ago the Lord dealt with me. I actually prayed. Uh, this has been, oh man, 
35 years ago or so, I was in the floor praying one day and it just came up in my spirit that I needed to ask the Lord and believe him for the right tools for the ministry. Every profession needs its tools. And so I asked the Lord, what, you know, what do I need? I, I knew I needed to just ask it by faith. Of course, I know I need to study. I need to pray. We need to be willing to uh, have meetings, travel, whatever we need to do, minister to people one-on-one. But what else do I need? And uh, the Lord, oh, I, I asked him, I said, Lord, whatever it is we need, I, by faith, I just ask you for the tools I claim them, even though I don't know them. I, I claim, well, it's faith, right? Yeah. Evidence of things not seen. I'm asking you. And right after that, the Lord quickened to me, we would need computers. Now, this was before we knew much about the internet. And this was back when computers were about, their screen was about that big, and it was green. Anybody remember that? Monochrome, you know? And, and the storage was a giant 20 uh, was it megabyte? Yeah, not gig. Uh-uh, no, no. 20 meg. And, and when you were, uh, you know, opening up something in your program, you could go make a cup of tea <laughs> and come back while it finished working. You just had to give it time. But the Lord dealt with me, you're going to need that. And sure enough, well, you know, what's going on right now? You know, media, internet, these kind of things, and the Lord dealt with me that you're going to need that, so begin believing me for it and begin preparing for it. And so even years ago, we prepared by building the Word Supply building and, and building our own server room and investing into our own servers and, and our folks that are working on these things. Well, there's a time when none of that's happening, but you are preparing for it. And you're investing heavily into it. Why? What if nobody wants to see it? What if nobody wants to hear it? Well, we're going to find out, you know, but the Lord wouldn't deal with you to do it right. unless there was going to be somebody that will receive it on the other end. That's what, I'm, you know, we're doing these uh, classes by faith. We really are. We're doing them by faith, believing that they will find everybody that they need to find and everybody will find them. But... Uh, right after we begin in the church there at Branson, we begin airing our services live on the internet, and we begin making uh, the teachings available as downloads on the internet, and wow, it just took off. It just rocketed. Millions of downloads people begin getting and, and download, and all over the world. We thought, glory to God. But do you see what I'm talking about? What if we hadn't, even back there those years ago, started preparing and started to say, okay, well, now we've got to get this ready. Why? People would say, it could be things you've never seen before. Can you see like with Noah? It could be something other people hadn't seen before. Now, I've had people ask me, why are you doing that? You know, we have a Friday night service at our churches. Do you all know that? I had people when I first started, uh, they heard I was going to do that. They said, I actually had people come tell me that I know people who tried that. It doesn't work. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. I've never seen it, seen it, seen it. It <laughs> and, and I checked my heart and I'm like, well, okay, but that's what I got. And so the Lord dealt with me. He wanted other people to come and it was not their time for their service, even ministers. 
that could come and get fed and get built up. And we found out as we kept going, there were all kind of preachers coming in. Some of them sitting in the back, incognito. <laughs> but it's, they could come on Friday because it wasn't in the fear. But uh, I'm just saying whatever the Lord says to you and tells you to do, you have to take steps to get ready for that. I know later on, the Lord dealt with me that aviation would be a tool that we would need and use in the ministry. And in the beginning, I was I actually drug my feet on it. I was reluctant. I had a fellow, uh, this is after about, oh, I don't know, 10 years in the ministry. He came to me one day and he was a professional pilot. And he said, uh, I'll teach you how to fly if you want to. And I said, no. No thanks. Yeah, I know that's hard to believe now. But <laughs> I, I, had, I knew people who had gotten aircraft and then were happier when they got rid of them because they were a burden to them and the expense and other things. And I also knew people who had gotten aircraft ministers who crashed and, and you know, were cut short, young. And you, you're thinking, well, should, should they have got that aircraft, you know? And so I, I just didn't pursue it. But finally, the Lord kept dealing with me. Um, this was back in 94 and 95. And I knew by the end of 95, if I didn't go learn how to fly, I'm going to be disobedient. And I didn't know why. So I did. I pursued it. And over the course of months, I got my private license. It's a lot of work. And uh, it's, it's a lot, lot like learning a new language and some other things. And, and uh, then I thought, okay, okay, I got in the Lord dealt with me. No, no, keep going. <laughs> Go get your instrument, get your instrument. And I'm thinking, really? Do I have time for this? Back then I was speaking sometimes 20 times a week. And so, you know, when you get a day off, you just want to kick your feet, <laughs> heels up. And, just, and, and so and when I get some time off, the, the Lord prompted me, Go to the airport. Go to the airport. I'm thinking, whew. Because, you know, you don't just go and sit around out there. You've got to study. You've got to focus. You've got to learn how to land this thing. You've got to learn how to do it. And so I got that. And now we're talking now, you know, a couple of years now. And the Lord dealt with me. Keep going. Get your multi-engine instrument. Get your multi-engine. That's how to learn how to fly with two engines, you know. And I thought, okay. So I did that. I kept having this thing in me, get ready. You got, if, you don't, if you don't keep getting ready, you'll be behind. You'll be late. And so uh, finally, um, we, uh, and this is after, I don't know, this is after three or so years or, or four, the Lord dealt with me to believe him for a jet. Now that just sounded crazy. That's just crazy talk, you know. But the, I knew the Lord kept dealing with me. And finally, one, one day I'm preaching. And while I'm preaching, he, he's talking to me at the same time. He said, Keith, quit dragging your feet on this. You think this is some kind of a luxury item. You're going to need this to do what I'm calling you to do. Stop procrastinating. Believe me for it. Well, I didn't tell them what he told me. I just kept preaching and said, turn to the next verse, you know, acted like everything was cool. But when I got back to the room, I repented and I said, Lord, forgive me. I, I, I realized what you're saying. I hadn't been thinking right. And so I knew the next step was to get ready I had no clue how to fly something like that, even though I could fly the little plane. And there was a particular plane I had a witness about, a particular model, and the Lord dealt with me, you need to go to school and learn how to fly that. Well, the school was a month long, and you're there all day, and, and sleep and hit it again, 
and, and I was so low, low time and I was so inexperienced, but I just kept having this, this thing in me, get ready, get ready. If you don't get ready, you won't be ready. <laughs> You'll be behind. So I did. It took the Lord helping me. I, I, I can't say it was easy. It was tough on me because I was so green. I was so inexperienced. But by the grace of God, <laughs> we made it through. And just weeks after I finished school and I was typewriter on that plane, a couple invited us out to dinner. We came and we knew they had one of these planes, one of these models. And they said, the Lord has dealt with us to sow that plane into your ministry. And just so happened that the ink is still drying on my <laughs> certificate, but I am now. Can you see what the Lord was saying? Why was he saying? And this went back for years. If I hadn't started years before, I would have never been to that place. Come on, can you see that, friends? Well, that's just one example. That's true with every one of us. Every one of us, the plan of God involves things in our life, involves tools, associations, resources. You may need to go to school. You may need to go to some night school. You may need to take some courses. You may need to believe God for, you will need to believe God for some money and for some stuff. Hmm? Equipment, it may be buildings, it may be actually tools, it may be electronics, it could be computer gear. There's something, several things you need to be able to do all that you're supposed to do in the kingdom of God. And in order to do that, you'll have to take a step of faith before you've seen it rain. <laughs> and maybe when nobody else has seen the kind of rain you're talking about either before you've experienced it. I, I know not long after that, uh, the Lord dealt with us to believe for another little small plane. And uh, I, we didn't have it. There's no way that we knew how to get it. But I got a place to put it. I thought, well, the first thing, that's one of, the, one of those things the Lord told me, if I brought it to you today, are you ready for it? Yeah. I thought, no. <laughs> so I had to get a place to put it. So we believed God. I talked to some people. We got a place to put it. Then I measured how big the wing was and how long it was. Where am I going to put the, the tires will stop right here. And the tail, I put X's where the tires go. I marked it off. I got stuff to clean it with. And I got no plane. <laughs> but I don't want the Lord to tell me again, are you ready? If I gave it to you today. And, and finally, after, after not too many days, actually weeks, uh, I could say, Lord, if it comes today, I'm ready. I got a place to park it. I'm ready to take care of it. And sure enough, do you believe it was only a couple of months? After that, it was sitting there on X marks the spot. <laughs> well, child of God, what are you getting ready for today? You, if you're in faith, you will be preparing. You will be getting ready for that next great thing that God is doing in your life. Come on, say it out loud. I walk by faith. I, walk by faith. I live by faith. And faith gets ready. <laughs> I'm preparing. I'm getting ready. Lord, show me what to get ready for. I'll glorify you. Be strong in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. That's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School.